that as a great weight space opportunity in the market, specifically in the mid to large enterprises. Hey, you know, where the, the, the point solutions are solving, you know, one or two or three dimensions, but it doesn't solve the CEO's problem. It doesn't solve the CFO's problem. It doesn't solve the CIO's problem. It doesn't solve the chief information security officer's problem. And uh, we felt that, you know, we can create an intelligent platform that is focused on business transformation, providing the velocity and enablement that the business needs, abstracting all the complex complexities of adopting a newer technology, right? So you, you, you want to be moving your business forward, not venturing into how do I, you know, adopt this technology. So that was our fundamental premises with which uh, you know we conceptualized uh, CoreStack, and uh, you know the journey started uh, with uh, building CoreStack as a true digital transformation engine for cloud, uh, with multi-cloud as a promise. Uh, you know the, the the reason why I talk about multi-cloud as a promise was uh, you know. During the conceptualization periods, 2013-14-15, uh, multi-cloud was not even a terminology that the market has learned or adopted or accepted. Uh, hyperscale providers didn't like it. Often uh, when VCs talk to entrepreneurs and much, much of the audience for this uh, particular podcast, if you will, uh, are going to be entrepreneurs. We we tell the uh, you know entrepreneurs that, hey, you need to focus on one particular thing and then expand from there. Now, what's interesting about what you have done and what CoreStack has done, again, based on market knowledge and interaction with this, you know, CFO, CIO, CISOs, is you realize that stitching together these point solutions uh, across, you know, n number of vendors is just increasing complexity for the enterprise. Yes. So what you did from the get-go is you you knew that you had to create something that was more holistic, something that was more comprehensive. So that core stack becomes, you know, the trusted concierge for their cloud journey yes. as they're transitioning to cloud, or maybe they're transitioning from initial cloud penetration to a multi-cloud uh, environment. So that's, uh, I think that's 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 quite interesting. And again, you've got to have your ear to the ground in terms of understanding what the market actually needs uh, before you you start building the product. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the co-founder, um, you know, dynamic, right? So often when you have, let's say, larger co-founding teams, A, how did you, how did the four of you come together? And then how did you figure out who was going to do what? What were the roles and responsibilities that were assigned so you're not overlapping and stepping on each other? That was an interesting and easier problem to solve uh, because we all, you know, uh, complemented each other with the, uh, you know, segment of the problem with the talent that we brought to the table, right? So it was very natural, you know, who's going to do what. Pivoting a little bit, um, you know, 100 years of collective enterprise experience before actually launching CoreStack and then going against the grain where everybody said you're going to be boiling the ocean, but you said, you know what, we are going to let our customers prove you wrong and prove us right. Um, and then again, not not raising a, a you know a lot of a lot of capital. Just throughout that journey, what are maybe the top two or three nuggets of wisdom and and maybe mistakes made uh, along the way that you would like to share, you know, with the entrepreneurs out there? You can pick any category. You can pick fundraising, hiring, 
structuring the company, managing US, India, cross-border stuff, whatever you like? The first and foremost, I would say is believing in what you are trying to solve and understanding of the space for which you are trying to create the value and how much conviction you have when the world can test you. Uh, you know, for us, it became very natural. Uh, you know, could we have done this on on a IoT space, or uh, could we have done this on a you know electric vehicle space? Uh, the the question is, may not be because we are not subject matter experts. But when it came to cloud, uh, I think we were very uh, you know confident of what we know, and we are also confident of what we did not know. And uh, to the entrepreneurs, my first recommendation is, you know, hey, you're, you're, you're going to solve some problems. Uh, you know, you're, you're not starting an enterprise or you're not starting an entrepreneurship journey for any other outcomes. If you're starting uh, your entrepreneurship journey for any other outcomes, you need to question yourself. Uh, is it the right, you know, uh, objective for which I'm starting a company? And I think we were very clear on that. Our objective was to solve problems that exist, that is going to exist and that's going to become more and more acute and uh, gives a you know addressable market opportunity of you know tens of billions of dollars and uh, you know we were having the conviction of uh, what we are going to solve even though the world did not believe you and and i i believe that for entrepreneurs this is going to be the the most critical element if they believe in the problem and if they want to solve the problem in some dimension uh, they need to have that conviction um, and uh, you know if all the data points uh, make them question themselves am I solving the problem then you know you, you are at least learning and correcting yourself at a much earlier stage uh, that's the first and foremost thing I would say uh, as we started showing the progress right you know we we believed in solving some problem and the world did not believe and you know when we had the first few customers the world started accepting it so you know yes looks like you know this is what the enterprises need and we didn't know this so you know we, we even started seeing some of our competition starting to you know create additional capabilities you know all of that the next stage was uh, you know going to market your you know product market fit uh, which segment of customers are you going to, you know, deliver your value for? And typically, the you know uh, segment is if you are in a B two B, since we are in a B two B, we are talking about you know, are you in the SMB segment, are you in the mid market segment, are you in the enterprise segment? Uh, the behavior and the expectation of each of this segment of customers is totally different. Uh, what is most important for an enterprise CIO? is something that I don't even care for a mid-market uh, CIO or uh, the SMB segment, the technology owner wouldn't even find it interesting to even talk to you. So it is very important to understand which segment you're attacking and how you're going to assemble the value prop in a way that those customers can consume. And we did have challenges and we did take our own time. And again, the next set of market and the external ecosystem coming and telling you uh, maybe what you don't believe in. Uh, in our case, you know, we've been repeatedly advised to be on the mid-market or, you know, solve the SMB problems. And we, we tried doing it, but we quickly realized that, hey, you know, the aspiration we have, the value we want to create 
uh, is not in those segments, right? So we really want to solve the world's biggest problems. Uh, and we are very proud during this COVID scenario. In fact, some of our healthcare customers, uh, we have moved the needle significantly on the vaccine development, on you know, vaccine rollouts in some of those countries. And that kind of aspiration, uh, you know, when we had, we were not able to see that transforming when we when we were working with SMB or mid market customer. So again, it was put to test which market you need to uh, cater to so that you can be successful. Uh, we believed in something, while our our recommendations, suggestions, and uh, you know, advices that was coming in to us was telling us something else. Again, you need a conviction. Uh, you know, where and how you want to create the value. Uh, I think if you solve these two problems, rest all things will fall in place. Uh, the one additional wisdom I would share with the entrepreneurs is, uh, you know, take your entity formation and uh, legal things uh, for forming the company if you are cross-border between countries. Uh, you know, make sure, uh, you know, you, you have that setup not taken for granted. Uh, don't start a uh, form of a company which becomes complex to manage eventually to deal with. Yeah. I think we had that uh, intelligence or support and guidance coming from our people that, you know, we need to do this in a way that is, uh, you know, uh, th that is uh, proper for the future. Uh, and uh, you know, we did that. By the way, I'm not surprised that Forstack has won as many accolades and awards, uh, you know, People's Choice and Stevie and, and, you know, all the analysts are after you, uh, trying to put you in, in different, you know, up into the right sort of quadrants. Um, I look forward to, you know, many more milestones and, and you know, positive bits of news that, that the world will hear about as well. But uh, I'm, I'm just humbled to be uh, along for the journey. So, so thank you for giving Iron Pillar and thank you for giving me the opportunity to, um, you know, to be to be an investor and and, and now a friend uh, to you and the rest of the Core Stack team. Thank you, MJ. Uh, nice being here and sharing uh, some of our uh, journey. And uh, looking forward to you know move forward.